Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am Matt Williamson NFL. Give me a follow. Spread the word. Go to iTunes. Leave a review, preferably with five stars, on the Locked On NFL Podcast. Things are growing around here. Uh, We are brought to you by another new sponsor today, Warby Parker. So I will tell you about them in a little bit. Um, I spent this majority of the day down at Steelers minicamp. I will be there again tomorrow. Not the majority of the day. I was on the air from 10 to 1. So I'm coming to you a little later. I will be on there Wednesday and Thursday as well. You can catch me on the Steelers radio network for those broadcasts uh, with my man Dale Lawley and Adam Crawley. They've been fun. Uh, Obviously, they're going to be very Steelers-centric, of course. But I do go around the league at times to bring some more, you know, unique uh, takes that are non-Steeler-ish. Yesterday, we did a my list of the top offenses in football. The top 10 with a couple, um, you know, just misses. And today, I'm going to do defense. I, of course, urge you to check out yesterday's. And I'm not going to tell you what the... Uh, the results were for that, by any means. But there's only two teams that came in the top 10 in both offense and defense. And we will get to them, but they are New England, who were third in offense last yesterday, and Seattle, who was ninth in offense. So, two of the best teams in the league. But I thought there'd be more. You know, I mean, you think about it, a lot of teams that wouldn't qualify for either. You know, the, the Bears, the Niners, the Browns. You know, those type of teams. There'd be more than two teams in the top 10 for both my offense and defensive ranks. But that's not the way it went. Um, On defense, I really ended up doing a top 11 because, like yesterday, I was five teams that I thought were just misses. Arizona's my only just miss that, you know, I considered putting in the top 10 that I didn't. I love what they did in the draft, but, you know, can you put a ton of stock into rookie production? You know, I love Reddick. I love Buda Baker. That's a very aggressive defense. I think they'll rush the passer better. Could Nimdiche pay, you know, pay off in his second year? Chandler Jones is still around. The whole key to me is Honey Badger. You know, I mean, is he going to be the player he once was? Patrick Peterson is still the best corner in the league, in my opinion. But I wonder who their number two corner is going to be. Um, I think that's going to be a really good defense, and I, I could make the case that they're better than these next two, probably that, I, that I'm bringing up. But um, at number ten, I have the Chiefs. And I think guys like Chris Jones are going to be quality guys, you know, uh, going forward. Barry and Peters are already very strong. Um, I think the key here is Justin Houston's health. If he could be, I'm operating under the assumption that most of these guys, until you know proven differently, are healthy and are going to come back strong. And that'll come up with like a J.J. Watt here as well. Um, but their defensive front, including their outside linebackers, their edge pass rushers, I think are very good. Secondary's decent, not wonderful. I don't love the inside linebackers. 
So, I mean, would you rather have Arizona's defense or the Chiefs' defense? I think it's a coin flip, but I, I, I went with Kansas City barely. Um, and then I took the Eagles barely above them. And my concerns are at corner. You know, who knows what you'll get from Sidney Jones this year. I think that pick will pay off well, you know, big picture. Um, but will it break the second? Probably not. You know, they were really troubled at corner last year. But that scheme doesn't put a lot of stress on the corners. It's a heavy zone scheme. It's a lot of four-man rush. And that's what I like, man. I mean, is that that pass rush has a chance to be really good now. Not only they had a first-round pick to put off to Brandon Graham, but Timmy Jernigan and Cox and the very active linebackers. Exceptional pair of safeties. That I don't think the Eagles' defense got the credit that most should have given them, to be frank with you, last year. Uh, last year, you know, the, the, I thought they were a better group than many tended to realize, you know, and the, the, a lot of their problems were with offensive skill positions and, you know, those type of things. But that defense was quite good last year, and, and it went under the radar a little bit. And I think it's, if anything, it's a little better. You know, like I said, you add, add Barnett and you add Jernigan, and it's a pretty good group. I mean, it's an active 4-3 old-school front. Come get you. Now, I told you to start the show that we have a new friend sponsor of the pod, and it's Warby Parker. If you haven't heard of him, it's W-A-R-B-Y-P-A-R-K-E-R. Um, and they're an eyewear company. And they they founded a rebellious spirit and a lofty goal to, cre- to create boutique-quality eyewear at a revolutionary price point. And you know, one of, the, one of their slogans is, Glasses should not cost as much as an iPhone. You know, our, our their prescription glasses. You can just get regular sunglasses, or you can get prescription sunglasses or prescription glasses. They start at ninety-five bucks, and that includes you know prescription lenses. And, and you can get a better deal, obviously, through um, our podcast, as I will tell you about here. But it was a collaboration between four close friends, and, and Warby Parker was conceived as an alternative to the overpriced and bland eyewear available today. And if you go to their website, it's awesome. They got a ton of really cool frames. Uh, I'm going to get myself a pair of sunglasses here very soon, next day or two. Uh, prescription eyewear shouldn't cost you more than a plane ticket or a new iPhone, obviously. By circumventing traditional channels and engaging with customers directly through their websites and retail stores, Warby Parker is able to provide high-quality, good-looking prescription eyewear at a fraction of the price. It's a vintage-inspired with a contemporary twist. Every pair is custom-fit with anti-reflective polycarbonate prescription lenses, uh, they're available exclusively through Warby Parker's websites and retail stores, the, the Warby Parker retail stores. And glasses start at 95 bucks. And again, that includes the prescription lenses. Um, almost 1 billion people worldwide lack access to glasses. That means that 15% of the global population cannot effectively learn or work, which is r- crazy because glasses were invented 700 years ago. These aren't new things. Uh, you know, the, the world should be on top of this. And now Warby Parker is, you know, they, they partner with nonprofits like Vision Springs to ensure that every pair of glasses sold, a pair is distributed to someone in need. That's awesome. Uh, we believe that everyone has a right to see. So not only are you helping yourself here, but you would be helping those out there that can't afford it or don't have uh, access to eyewear. And we take it for granted, most of us, which is crazy. My eyes are terrible, by the way. I'm legally blind, if you don't know that. Well, I'm not legally blind, but I am could never operate a motor vehicle without my contacts. by chance. So I'm going to be all over this. I love it. Um, and this is what you do. You head to warbyparker.com slash L-O-N-F-L, 
and you get your free free home try-ons today. So they have this fr- this free ho- home try-on program where you go to the website, you order five pairs of glasses, you try them for five days, and then there's no obligation to buy. You ship them free, and then it includes a prepaid return shipping label. So you just send back the ones you don't want. I mean, it's awesome. So again, go to warbyparker.com slash L-O-N-F-L, and you get to do the uh, the, the free try-home program. So it's great stuff. All right. Let's get back to the top defenses in the NFL. And we had Arizona 11, Kansas City 10, Philly at 9. Jacksonville, with a little bit of speculation, is going to be at 8. We always get excited about the Jags. This is the year after a big spending spree and yet more early picks that they're going to be back. And they're going to, But, man, they have a lot of talent on defense. I mean, I love Ramsey. And Bouye is going to be the opposite corner. Their safeties are good. Their linebackers, Pazlozny still playing at a high level. He should have went to Pitt when he came out of school, but he went to Penn State. I still hold that against him, but I'm rooting for him. Good kid. I guess he's not a kid anymore. But now you have Miles Jack and Smith, and they have more linebackers they know what to do. They're very active on that level of the defense. You know, Calais Campbell and Tyson Jackson, you know, to put next to each other next to each other on passing downs as interior pass rushers and all the Campbell brings to the table. Um, and then Dockway, I thought was a really good player and is only getting better. Fowler's kind of the wild card here. Can he live up to close to his draft status? He hasn't yet. But overall, there's a lot of ability here. The scheme's in place. I think Jacksonville's going to have a really good defense. Minnesota at 7. And if you remember, I mean, they were highly successful at the beginning of the year before their offensive line just fell apart and they couldn't do a thing on offense and had, like, the worst running game in the league and zero verticality of their passing game and just put too much stress on the defense and eventually the defense was not able to carry the team anymore. But they have a lot of pass rush. Uh, Their defensive tackle situation's good. I think the linebacker situation's quite good. I think Xavier Rhodes is developing into a true number one corner. Harrison Smith's one of the best safeties in the league. You know, is the defense as good as it appeared during that first six weeks or so of last year? Probably not quite, but it's it's obviously an upper-tier unit with a lot of ability. Very, very well coached. You know, Coach Zimmer's going to get the most out of these guys. Good scheme. Um, Hunter, Danielle Hunter is a name, If I don't know if you're on top of this guy or not. I think he might be the next star in the NFL that people aren't talking about. I think he has a chance to be one of the truly elite edge players in this league, and I'm expecting a massive breakout season for him. I got the Denver Broncos at six. They could possibly be higher. I mean, Von Miller's a superstar. Their corners are unbelievable. Their secondary is great. They have a track record, obviously, of greatness. I think Shane Ray will fill in fine opposite Von Miller. Um, my concern is that there was a little bit of a blueprint of how to beat the Broncos last year, and we've talked about this a lot, is keep their base package on the field with two linebackers and don't let them get extra defensive backs on the field and, and play with heavier offensive personnel, attack the middle of the, of the formation, their, you know, their, their ends, nose tackle, inside linebackers, attack their inside and outside linebackers in the passing game as, as cover people, especially the inside guys. And it showed some warts, you know, and, and I don't know that they did a lot to fix that. But still, I mean, they were they're two years removed from being a historically great Super Bowl defense. Another historically great defense is Seattle. You know, year in, year out, 
fantastic. Are they getting up in age? Maybe a little. But, you know, they just infused that defense with some a lot of talent. You know, uh, thrown a lot of bodies in the secondary as well as the front. You know, Wagner's still great. Averill's one of the most underrated players in the entire league. He's a total stud. Bennett's phenomenal. You know, you got to remember they didn't have Earl Thomas for a, a big portion, of, uh, a solid portion of the end of the, uh, the end of the year. He's a Hall of Fame free safety. Sherman didn't go anywhere. Secondary corner situation worries me, but the front seven I think is going to be really good. Can Malik McDowell come in and give them this team a spark? Possibly. Obviously, well coached, big time track record. Didn't even mention somebody like KJ Wright. I mean, they're a top five defense every year. I don't know that that's really going to change. I got New England at four, and I thought about dropping them down to like the eight neighborhood behind Seattle, Denver, Minnesota. But their secondary was great last year, and now it's better with Gilmore. Their pass rush has not been great, and it probably won't be, but it hasn't mattered. <laughs> I mean, their their defensive line is very stout against the run. They're bigger people for their position. They're not looking for edge benders. I mean, of course, I'd love to get Von Miller and Khalil Mack, but they can't get them when you pick 32 you know, in 30s every year. And, oh, by the way, I mean, their defense allowed the fewest points in the league last year. I mean, was that a little fluky? Sure, because the offense helped them a great deal. Special teams helped them a great deal. But still, nobody allowed less points than the Patriots. I mean, I got them at four. Dante Hightower comes back. I'm sure somebody that we don't know is a household name is going to step up as usual. So the Pats are... Of course, uh, very strong. And the whole team in general is loaded. Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details. All right, coming down the home stretch here, the top three defenses in all the land. Got the Ravens at three. I mean, this is a big, physical, really hard-to-run-on defense. And then they go out and got better on the pass, you know, against the pass. Where... Tony Jefferson, I, I look at him as a linebacker-safety hybrid and allows Weddle to be more of a pure safety. First-round pick on a corner. Maybe the best edge pass rusher not named Miles Garrett in Tim Williams, you know, that everyone kind of talks about Joe Mixon being, you know, the, the steal because of the character. Well, Tim Williams, he could be defensive rookie of the year this year. I mean, he could end up with 10 sacks. I mean, he's an elite college pass rusher. It's exactly what they need. Um wasn't the only pass rusher they added. They brought back Brandon Williams. <sighs> C.J. Mosley's really good. Secondary's deep and big and physical. Uh, I think this is going to be a really good defense. And it's going to need to be because the offense gives me a lot of pause. I mean, I think it's going to be a lot of 16-10 games, a lot of 13-10 games. And the Ravens have played in so many close games um, over the last couple years that it might not be any different. <laughs> you know, I mean, it might just be what they do. And I think this defense is going to be really physical, really tough to move the ball on. 
The best defense in all the land last year was the Giants. I have them at two. I have no reason to think they are going to go backwards. I think Olivier Vernon's a stud. Pierre Paul returns. Uh, Hankin gets swapped out for the second-round pick from Bama, who's a good player. Tomlinson. Um, Snacks is in the middle. As usual, their linebackers are a bunch of Jags because they don't care about it, obviously. Landon Collins is a stud. The secondary is extremely good. Apple should be even better in his second year. Jenkins has turned into a shutdown guy. So it's kind of just a status quo situation here for the Giants. That What's to think that they're going to get any worse? You know, I don't think there's a lot of change here, nor should there be. It was best D in the league last year, in my opinion. Uh, great group. But my number one, I would imagine you've probably guessed it by now, considering you know all the teams I've mentioned. It's Houston, and J.J. Watt returns. I mean, he's the best player in the, in the league, and last seen. So if J.J. Watt is stumbling around in preseason and looks terrible, and well, then they won't be my number one defense. But I thought they were an elite defense last year, extremely well coached. Clowney and Merciless are highly disruptive. Um yeah, they bring Clowney up the middle a lot. They bring Merciless up the middle a lot. They really attack with a five-man front. Um, their secondary is quite good. They did lose Bouye, but they get Kevin Johnson back, a first-round pick who's highly talented and looked really good before you know he got hurt. Um, added a second-round pick at linebacker who's probably going to be Cushing's eventual replacement, but gives them more athleticism. Again, love the scheme. Uh, I was around Romeo when I was with the Browns for a short time, you know, stint, and he's a defensive mastermind. But this one all comes down to Watt. You know, I mean, if J.J. Watt comes back as J.J. Watt, then look out, man. I mean, he is a total superstar on a Hall of Fame, all-time great career path. And if that path continues, and I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that it will, then this defense is going to be lethal. So that's a wrap. I know, some short shows. I mean, I think we're going to do two more shows this week. Definitely one tomorrow. I'm not sure if we'll do one Thursday and Friday, Thursday or Friday. Um, I think tomorrow I'm going to do my top 10 quarterbacks, and I think the next one will be my top 10 running backs. So that's a wrap. Spread the word. See you.